What's up, folks? I uh, just wanted to record this uh, podcast around patriotism and what I have uh, been a discovery about when it comes to that entire conversation and how it's occurred for me as an African-American man, black man, Negro, whatever our particular uh, selection is on the chart these days. Um and, uh, you know, typically a lot of times it's looked at that African-Americans are not as patriotic as Caucasians, which is kind of funny to me because uh, that never made sense to me. It always takes me back to a quote that I heard from, uh, uh, I believe, the late Dr. Reverend uh, Joseph Lowry when he was talking about I was at a sermon and he mentioned how. You see these bumper stickers that say love it or leave it. And his comment was a true patriot challenges his country to live up to its creed. That's a patriot. And so. You know, just learning some of the things that I've been learning about the Constitution, uh, the Bill of Rights here and there, haven't gotten into it as intensely as I plan on getting into it. What's left of the Constitution um, how did uh, Thomas Jefferson say it? People who would trade their freedom for security to d- deserve neither. Let that marinate for a little bit if, if you don't get that right away. Um, and that means like, let's say the Patriot Act as an example. There's so many things in the Patriot Act that actually started to erode away at the Constitution and take away individual freedoms that the average American has. The most people, because I would assert a lot of Americans typically like being lied to and don't want to really deal with the what is so about society and about government and big government and how anytime the state gets bigger and bigger. And have more of their hand in your life would, you know, it always adds up to less freedom. And, um, you know, an extreme example is like in the movie, the uh, uh, guy, William Wallace, my man, uh, Mel Gibson, not my man, but uh, played a hell of a played that role really well about William Wallace and out of church once they had their you know, that level of influence that they had, they literally took his wife on the first night that they had gotten married and his wife was a virgin. Now, you don't necessarily see that showing up in modern society, not yet anyway, (laughs) based on a lot of the ways that they're locking down on more and more freedoms, freedom of speech and, you know, doing what they can, uh, the government to censor the internet and control that. You have less... Uh, freedom in that way. So main point is uh, the more I've learned about law and the difference between like, let's say a privilege and a right as a citizen of the United States of America. And even that's a conversation in and of itself because there's the United States and then there's the United States of America. There's a distinction big time. And as I understand it, the United States of America is only Washington, D.C. 
Anything outside of that is the United States, which is a corporation. And each state is its own corporation. Um, that said, you know, when I learn about what Nelson Nash talked about and uh, his book, Becoming Your Own Banker, who is the creator of the infinite banking system, he since passed on, passed on sometime this year. Uh, but he grew up poor in rural Georgia. And the guy ended up creating a system that allows people to get free so that they can borrow against their own life insurance policy. In this case, an index universal life insurance policy with the infinite banking company. And uh, let's say, like, as an example, if you wanted to, you know, borrow against your policy as a business owner to buy new equipment for your landscaping business, you could actually do that without being penalized. Like if you were borrowing money from a bank, you know, good looking for a loan so you could buy more equipment from for your business with the right type of life insurance policy. You literally are your own banker and you can pay it back with or without penalty. And, you know, the things that he talked about when in reference to the banksters, you know, like the Rockefellers and the, the Rothschilds and the. The DuPonts and the JP Morgans of the world, how they literally are. If you, you know, know anything about the Bible, when Christ threw, when Jesus threw the money temple, the money changers out of the temple, in modern day language, that would be those people. That would be the Rothschilds. That would be the Rockefellers who have literally seized control over the United States of America. When you go into it from a historical point of view, and I love history, um, and you see how the British actually backed the North and the South. Most people believe that the British only backed the North. No, they backed the North and the South and made it appear a certain way when really their objective was to pledge America into, into being a, a debtor nation, which they were. After the end of the Civil War, America was broke. And so the deal that was cut was to pledge the American citizens as collateral. So that national debt is us, the American citizens. And how, again, just looking at the facts of it all, how presidents that have actually stood up against a central bank like John F. Kennedy, uh, President Abraham Lincoln, who I didn't know until I saw this one documentary called uh, The Money Masters, where they talked about how the U.S. Treasury was responsible for our currency at the time. Uh, we were on the gold standard. And also that, um, you know, do your own research, obviously. Um, and also that uh, that term greenbacks actually came from the fact that we had our own currency. We were financially solvent as a nation. And because, you know, presidents like Kennedy and Lincoln and also Coolidge, uh, James Garfield, almost every president that stood up to a central bank or the more commonly referred to name, the Federal Reserve Bank, which is not federal at all. Uh, the more that you have presidents stand up to that central bank, they all got killed. 
I think Garfield was poisoned. Uh, it was either him or Coolidge that got poisoned. And then there was another guy that was running for office out of Nebraska back in the day. Golly, I forget the guy's name. That would have been a great president, and he never made it to to becoming president. Forget the dude's name. But anyway, um, the other part to that is uh, Andrew Jackson, the one president who successfully stood up to uh, Central Bank because he knew what it would mean for the American citizens. They attempted to kill him twice. You know? And so it's like when you really look at that and just, you know, going back into the whole historical aspect of things and patriotism, what is patriotism? You know, again, to me, patriotism is looking at the brilliance of those documents of the founding fathers because they were brilliant and realizing just how much they were taking into account all American citizens. And that includes black Americans. The key with us is that we have to be more astute legally. We have to do more to really free ourselves from a system that's actually set up to punish us. It's obvious from redlining and gentrification and things that show up that are historical facts. You know, the original terrorist attack on on American soil was actually them bombing um, Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma. That was carried out by the United States government. You know, so the main point is just realizing that. Uh, as the saying goes, if you don't know your rights, you don't have any. And also another saying is that ignorance of the law is no excuse. So if you don't know your legal rights, let's say if you get pulled over for a traffic stop. If you don't know that technically you don't even need a driver's license to drive a vehicle unless you're doing commerce in that vehicle. Like Uber or Lyft to use a, a modern day conversation. Technically, none of us need a driver's license. That is our natural right as a United States, as, as a citizen of the United States of America. And at the same time, I guess to take it to that level, unless you live in Washington, D.C., you're not a citizen of the United States of America. You're a citizen. I don't even know if citizen is a word, but you were, I'll say in this case, citizen of the United States, which is a corporation, which means that in that case, you more than likely do need to apply for the privilege legal term for being able to drive an automobile. And, you know, that's more investigation and study to be carried out by myself from that point of view. Uh, and also another good book you might want to read, too, is uh, J. Paul Getty's book, How to Be Rich. Uh, that book was written in like 1965. He's a wealthy oil man from back in the day. And the dude is brilliant in terms of his take on business and money. And he, you could even say patriotism. Uh, very, very good read. Very good read. So, you know, between what I've learned from the work of Nelson Nash and also Duhuri Ma'atra, uh, master herbalist and uh, very astute legally, a uh, gentleman out of uh, African-American man out of uh, Glendale, California. 
when you really start to learn how the game is played and the games that are being played on us as Americans. And uh, Dehudi posted this on his Twitter page recently where he said that in, I think in, I want to say China, ignorance is considered a sin. <laughs> Whereas over here, we, a lot of times we'll refer to ignorance as bliss. So, you know, take your pick in terms of how you want to, you know, use that or, or look into that. Um, so the deep state and all those kinds of things and the behind the scenes, or as they say, shadow government that really runs things, dictates what the president does or does not do. And if the president doesn't do what they want them to do, they typically end up like John F. Kennedy or Abraham Lincoln. Who were true freedom fighters, true freedom fighters. And even though I don't believe Abraham Lincoln liked black people, because yeah, as I understand, he didn't free the slaves from the standpoint of, um, you know, liking black people. It was a business decision. It made good business sense. Everything is business in America. That's the moral to the story. You know, even when you look at the history of the stock market and how slaves were stock. You know, and how you look at the terms that are used when you're talking about like money and currency, it, it, it's pretty deep. And, you know, you can get into the whole rabbit hole conversation. But if nothing else, just looking at, you know, the Constitution and uh, the Bill of Rights and some of those original documents and also the insurance industry and why you want to have the right type of life insurance policy and how that's an access to freedom and being more sovereign and not being at the mercy of a government that's borderline a dictatorship, you know, um, and uh, knowing the difference between capitalism and socialism. I don't claim any particular political affiliation. However, if I did vote. It would be more along the lines of like libertarian or independent because I've never been of the mindset that there should just be one or two options, you know. And um, even when I had no real understanding of it on a deeper level, my early life, I was like, why should I only have the choice of a Democrat or Republican or Coke or Pepsi? You know what I mean? To take it there or McDonald's or Burger King. How come I can have more than one or two options? You know, I should be able to have that. I don't even want to, I, won't, I don't want to say should, but I claim to have, and I am, I, I, I claim ownership of having more than one option. Um, but in closing, the main thing was just, uh, just really thinking about history and how it impacts us. And like they say, people who don't know history are doomed to repeat it. And, um, like I said, just learning about this money system, how money really works, um, what real money is, you know, gold, silver, platinum, palladium, that's real money, not fiat currency, something that's printed out of thin air by the Federal Reserve Bank as a way to just enslave people. You know, you're collapsing entire economies because... You just want to have more control over the over the over the pop or the masses. And most people, because they choose to be ignorant, just walk right into a, a buzzsaw that 
you know, destroys families, collapses entire economies. Um, and, you know, they're predicting that we're going to have another pretty intense uh, stock market correction, as uh, is the term is quite often used nowadays, uh, in the next year or so, maybe next two years or something. So I guess the main thing I would uh, say to anybody out there that's really in that process of having questions is learn about the infinite banking system and Nelson Nash. I'm actually going to get more into his work. Uh, I'm studying to get my life insurance license right now and really passionate about financial literacy because, again, like I said, everything is business. And in this country, even to eat healthy. And, you know, most people know me as a holistic nutritionist. And the more I've learned about money and how they've made that a system, that an industry in and of itself. So to even eat right, as I like to say, most people say eat healthy. Uh, that costs money. Typically, we're talking about having to getting having to get certain supplements or certain uh, kitchen uh, appliances to help, you know, like dehydrators and things like that. All of those things are very valuable to have, but they aren't cheap. And that's all the more reason to be able to become our own banker, have our own money so we can create generational wealth for ourselves and future generations and be free from an oppressive and tyrannical government. And, you know, again, when you look at it, uh, this is still the greatest country on the planet. I do believe that without a doubt. And at the same time, if you really want your freedom, you got to work for it. And I guess that's the way it's supposed to be. It's like being a business owner or being an entrepreneur or having a relationship or somebody you really care about in your life. If you don't stay vigilant, if you get complacent, if you get soft, it can go away in, in the flash, in the blink of an eye. It can go away even if you are vigilant. But if you're, is it, how does, how does the saying go? If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. So you can be prepared for whatever upsets might occur from time to time and be less likely to be taken out by it, you know, to just be more of on an even keel, to be unflappable. Because like they say, when you know the truth, it'll piss you off. How does, no, it's like, um, the truth may set you free, but first it'll piss you off. So get past being pissed off about the lies that we've been told about law, about money, about relationships. And keep your eyes squarely focused on the prize, whether that's building a dynasty for yourself and your family and generational wealth, having a successful business, um, you know, being a great a philanthropist, whatever that looks like for you, you know, being that discovery and that conversation of realizing that, uh, and forgive me, that was my alarm that just went off. Hey, this is a work in progress here. Um, but learn what there is to learn. Check out the works of Duhudi Ma'adra. Check him out on Twitter at DMR Herbs. Uh, that's his actual website. He is an actual master herbalist. Uh, he's also self-taught on law. I want to say constitutional law. Uh, golly. I guess I want to say common law, maybe. I know it's like two or three different types of law 
that he's, you know, self-taught and, you know, very learned on. And uh, that also reminds me to I need to go check Amazon and find out the price of that Black's Law Dictionary, fifth edition. Uh, the fourth or fifth edition are the ones that you definitely want. So, you know, that's it. Uh, freedom is the goal. At least for me, it is. And that's absolutely priceless because working a job and like the one guy said, that's uh, one of Nelson Nash's disciples in a podcast with another gentleman. When he was talking about the school system, he said the school system is set up to make you a worker, period. It's, it's, and that was that's another form of institutionalizations, institutionalization, rather, uh, put into place by the Rockefellers and. You know, just like the medical industrial complex and the military industrial complex, all of that's their creation. Just another way to institutionalize people. And the uh, educational system is no different. And I use the term educational loosely. Um, so the thing is with that is to realize that that's always going to be there. And what he mentioned in the podcast was that the reason why they don't talk about entrepreneurship in schools or ownership, business ownership and, you know, how to set up a corporation or set up a business and things like that, because you have to finance that, you know, where when you have a government school system where, you know, it's set up to whatever the way it's set up, it's not like in the other part to that to hope, hopefully make it make more sense. It's like if you go to a bank and apply for a loan for 20 grand, they're less likely to give you that loan. But if you go apply for a student loan to get, golly, for some people, hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, that even if you get a great job out of school, it's going to take you a while to pay that debt off. And I mean a while. You're already an indentured servant by the time you get the piece of paper. You already got a mortgage even before you get a house, you know, so you're already behind the eight ball, even though you got the piece of paper, which a lot of times doesn't even mean anything in this day and time, because so many people had that same piece of paper. So you got to do something to distinguish yourself. So educate yourself on the game. You know, it's a game. That's the moral to the story It's not even to be where you take it personally in a lot of ways. When it comes to a lot of stuff that's seen in the media and that's occurring nowadays, that stuff is happening for a reason. You know, obviously, and at the same time, to really understand it, you can see through a lot of the smoke and mirrors of the media propaganda and what they're, you know, attempting to get you to fall for. You know, you can be more informed and know the difference between the truth and the other crap that they're trying to sell you on. So learn about the great patriots of our time. And, uh, you know, people, a lot of black people had had their issues with Thomas Jefferson and people like that because of slavery and they had slaves and stuff. And I get it. I'm black. <laughs> you know, if anybody gets it, I get it. But that whole slavery template, if you want to use that term, has now been applied to not just blacks in America, but Asians, Latinos, other Caucasians. So it's like unless you are in their club, if you will, their fraternity, so to speak, the, 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 the high earners, 
the, the social engineers, then you're just another serf and they don't care about you regardless of your religion, regardless of your race. You know, they'll give you the illusion like they care about you a little bit more because they'll promote certain things in the media. But truth be told, they don't care about you because you're not one of them. And so learn about the game and play it to win for yourself and for your family and for your children. Because seeing families destroyed by a court system that doesn't care about family in America anymore, family is expendable. Men are expendable. Children are are just a bargaining chip. The state does not care about your child. The state only wants their money and they will get it by any means necessary. Lawyers, the majority of them are in America and they work for the other side, not you. But the other side that wants to have you caught up in the system. So learn what there is to learn about the game and keep yourself protected. You know, learn how to fire a firearm, learn about the importance of having your permit, you know, do it or be smart, you know, do everything you can to avoid getting caught up in that system that's set up to screw you royally. Private corporations are invest in prisons It's big business nowadays. So do you think they care about you? They don't. They're just looking for more people to pimp once they get them in the system to get free labor off of them. So, you know, Nelson Nash, Duhudi Ma'atra, some of the great patriots throughout history, whether you agree with them or not, because of some of the things that they did. And I don't really trip off it. A lot of black people get taken out by Donald Trump and a lot of, a lot of things he says. It's just entertainment to me. I don't care what the man does. He's a pawn like all the rest of them. And if anything, I think he's more authentic than most of the presidents that have been in office in prior administrations because he comes from a business background. That's how he made his money. Regardless of whether you, you agree with him and whether you file taxes or not or, you know, all that kind of stuff, it's a game. Donald Trump understands that and he's playing the game to win for himself and his family. And that's what any man in his right mind should do. Take care of you and yours. Don't let anybody unnecessary you know infiltrate your family or tear down what you've worked so hard to attain that's why you got men out here that are just crushed and broken in spirit because they don't have their wife anymore they don't have their children anymore because they were well-meaning and at the same time they were ignorant of a system that's set up to screw them and their family and that ended up being what happened and then you got a lot of men that are bitter a lot of women that are bitter for that matter because they feel cheated. And then you have a lot of children that are pissed at mom and dad because children don't care. They're like, yo, you created me. Be responsible. Be thorough. Have your bases covered so you can take care of me and my brothers and sisters. So we can all be together long enough to where we can make sure that we got enough for our, our, our family, our tribe. We ain't always even got to get along, but let's have each other's back so we can survive all of this madness that's going on out here. And a lot of people don't don't have that anymore. Got people dying before their time because they're just crushed and heartbroken because their family is no more because of the court system or some 
something ridiculous that happened that could have been avoided in many cases if they had taken the time to really look at things from more of a business mindset because it's all business, all of it. Whether you're talking about politics, whether you're talking about men and women and relationships, even a child to his parents, that's all business. If a child is about to run away, guess what they're thinking from a they're looking at all the things. I know because I was thinking about that. Most I'm sure most children probably have had that thought. Well, if I go stay with Uncle Joe and Aunt Susie, then um, well, they live this way. And then I got to share food with my other cousins. So that might be more difficult than what I'm dealing with here. So even though this may not be exactly what I want, let me just stay here and I'll somehow make it work, you know. It's business. The point is, they're they're weighing the pros and cons if they make a choice like that. And that's that's how everything is, you know. And I think that as far as black people are concerned, the more that black people can wake up and start looking at things from a more realistic point of view, from the standpoint that it's all business, we'll have a lot less drama within our families. We'll have a lot, lot less drama when it comes to business and how we do business with each other. And we have a much better chance of having more realistic, pragmatic relationships that are based in reality, not in lust, not in um, some uh, uh, fantasy fantasy or, you know, not really looking at the person for how they are. But we can have relationships that are actually more based in reality and give ourselves a much better chance of having relationships that last for the long haul, you know, because when love and intimacy is present, they talk about the effects of oxytocin and the benefits of having, you know, a love partner that, you know, has your back that you can lay in bed with that, you know, and how they how those endorphins and when that gets released, how you, you it helps it helps and allows for healing, you know. So being able to have people that we really care about in our lives to share our experiences with makes a huge difference. It really does. So if you're fortunate enough to have somebody like that in your life, you know, stay in each other's corner and fight for each other. Don't give up. Don't quit on each other. As the saying goes, for richer or for poorer in sickness and in health, till death do us part. That's really what it's about. And uh, so, yeah. And there was something else I was going to say around that, too. Um, the main thing, I guess, was that, uh, you know, just make sure that, as especially as black Americans, African Americans, we start dealing from a more realistic perspective. And part of that is not waiting on Jesus to come back. Because Christ or Buddha, whatever religious, Krishna, probably even Muhammad, for that matter, said the same thing, greater things shall ye do. They may have said it in slightly different ways, but the communication was from them, greater things shall ye do. I'm just a representation of what you have the ability to do and that much greater. So why are you waiting on me? I already told you what to do. Do it. You know, instead of hiding behind a religion, Step out there and stand in your faith, stand in it powerfully. And one of the things that I respect a great deal about Nate uh, Nelson Nash, he's a Christian and I'm not a Christian, but the honor and the conviction 
and the integrity that that guy lived his life with from what I've learned about him. That's how you supposed to live your life. I won't say supposed to, but that's how you represent your faith to where other people are enrolled in it in such a way where it's like, OK, that's the kind of person I want to show up as in the world. Because he represents he represents Christ like abilities in terms of what he's committed to, how he's taking care of his family and what he's willing to, you know, and the courage that he's willing to live his life with, you know. That's what it's about. Is embodying those principles of those prophets in such a way where others are like, OK, you a real Christian or you a real Muslim or you a real Buddhist because you got a lot of people out there fronting and giving their religion a bad name to where people don't want to have anything to do with it or even spiritual, even in the spiritual world, you know, same thing. So take care of yourself. Be empowered. And. Um, this may or may not fit, but the quote from John F. Kennedy, where he said, ask not what you can do for your country, but what your country. How do you say it? Ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country, I believe is how that quote goes. This is our land. And if we work smart enough to uh, reclaim it from a disciplined, shrewd, spiritual and uh, discerning point of view. We have a much better chance of having our heaven on earth, as again, Christ talked about in the good book. So uh, get get your life for yourself, your family, your community, for the world at large. The time is now. As the Vulcans say, live long and prosper. True patriotism. Live it.